five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch, Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. Welcome back to another episode of American Military Propaganda on a children's <laughs> television show. Woo! Woo! We got lots of military propaganda today. <laughs> We're pro-military. We respect the troops here. Anyway, so <laughs> this episode is called I Rue the Day. It is season one, episode 11. It was released on December 1st, 2007. The director is David Kendall, and we have another first-time iCarly director here today. As per usual, he has directed a bunch of other Nickelodeon shows, including Victorious, Zoe 101, and even some newer Nick and, like, Disney shows, such as Henry Danger and Sydney to the Max. But I thought this was fun. He also produced Melissa and Joey with Melissa Joan Hart and Boy Meets World and Growing Pains, so that's a bit of a throwback. And we have the writer, unfortunately, is Dan Schneider. Boo. That hurts me so much because I was specifically wondering this episode why the dialogue was so good, why the jokes were so on point, why I was laughing so hard. And then I saw that and I was like, well, looks like I support abusers. Yep. I mean, you were a sympathizer last week, so here you are again sympathizing. Well... (laughs) Cancelled. Cancelled. Looks like I am a solo podcaster now, so. (laughs) Your silence, your silence about the troops (laughs) and respecting them and saluting them was deafening. Deafening. You guys, I think that Natalie is anti-troop. You know what? Anti-Girl Scouts, anti-Boy Scouts. I am definitely anti-Boy Scouts, that is for sure, and that is a stance I will take proudly because the boy scouts and the troops are one and the same yep boy scouts are overseas fighting all of the, <laughs> the boy scout to military pipeline let's discuss <laughs> in this episode the iCarlyverse supervillain neville himself comes back for a vengeance and has hacked Ooh. iCarly while all of the chaos people, on iCarly people, ensues people, people. spencer figures out how to save a life cue the fray i never knew <laughs> I never knew that everything was falling through. That everyone I knew was waiting on a cue to turn and run when all I needed was the truth. But that's um, that's how not it's the right fucking do. song, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Never that's cable car. Okay. <laughs> Um, I am going to move on from this. <laughs> um, how, to, how the fuck does How to Save a Life start? How to save a life. Oh. Yep, there you go. Oh, it's super emo. It's super emo. It's like, step one, you say we need to talk. He walks, you stay, sit down, it's just a talk. You guys, if you didn't know this, like, I'm on SoundCloud. She is. I'm on SoundCloud. It's it's Cersei X Sings X Really X Good X. I get a million streams every day, you guys. I think I'm the next, like, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. 
So check out my SoundCloud where I am always supporting the troops and Natalie is always not supporting the troops. <laughs> I am moving on. Anyway, so... Wait, I'm sorry, so Natalie. Sorry. Don't move on. Do you think I actually support the troops? Yes. Because you're not giving me a lot of pushback on this. I'm just letting you go with your shtick. I know that you don't. Okay. I'm just letting you go with it. Okay. If you want to give off that vibe, girly, give off that vibe. I won't stop you. Wow. A real friend will let you satirically support the troops yep this is so romantic and that's on that so now can i move on no let's talk about the troops some more 9-11 oh my lord please my whole synopsis now doesn't make any sense it's been (laughs) stopped midway through we had a quick lyrical break all right (laughs) okay let's do an instant replay spencer (laughs) figures out how to save a life parentheses cue the fray end parentheses thank you for the instant replay so, Spencer gets the plain white tees to agree to perform on iCarly. If only it was the fray. The gang needs to figure out how to <laughs> regain control of their web show so that they can take advantage of this huge opportunity Ooh. for the show. Now, Miss Cersei, take it away. <laughs> I want to start this episode off by simply quoting the introductory dialogue because I think it is possibly the greatest intro to an episode of television I've ever heard in my life. You heard it here first, folks. Sam goes, I can't believe Mr. Klein gave me a D on that test. How did I get a D? And Carly goes, you only answered half the questions, then told Mr. Klein the test was stupid, then burped, then left. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Like, maybe I've been living in an iCarly bubble (laughs) where I just think that this is the greatest shit ever. (laughs) Is that not that funny? Uh, No, I thought it was really funny, too. I was honestly shocked if you weren't going to bring it up because I thought it was just so Sam to a T where she's genuinely confused as to why she has consequences to her actions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's like some fucking stupid ass shit that she's done. (laughs) And she's like, isn't that worth a D plus? You should have gone an F. (laughs) That's what you should have gotten. Now that's C behavior. That's definitely C behavior in my book. (laughs) This lighthearted intro quickly changes when the star for tonight's iCarly show bails on them to go get an autograph from the plain white tees, which, haha, autograph. Who the fuck wants an autograph anymore? But that's how it was back in the day. People were all about autographs because no one had fucking phones on them. Yep. They are so remiss that Benji will be missing iCarly tonight. They're like, what the fuck are we going to do? What was their star Benji going to do on iCarly tonight? Put an entire foot in his mouth. Which... Well, put put his entire foot, not just a random <laughs> foot. <laughs> just to clarify, not a random foot was going to go in this kid's mouth. It was going to be his own. It's just a severed <laughs> foot that they bought off a deep wood. Freddie was like, I got the hookup. And even though it's not like a visual of a foot, it's still alluding to it. And it makes so much sense why this is a Dan Schneider episode, because it's just not even 30 seconds. And it's like, hey, feet. You know, we went we went a few episodes without feet references. You know, we were living the good life. And then all of a sudden, Danny Boy comes back. He writes the last two episodes and there's feet in both of them. Like, come on. Head shaking. No peace. No peace with this man. <laughs> and also, just to make it clear, I would absolutely ditch putting my foot in my mouth on a web show to get an autograph from the Plain White Tees. Or to get an autograph from literally anybody. I would ditch putting my entire foot in my mouth to be on a web show. I would ditch the autograph from the Plain White Tees to gain the ability to fit my entire <laughs> foot in my mouth. Okay, that's fair. I don't have the ability to do it. That's yeah. why I'm like, yeah, obviously I would I would quit. Little known fact, I have seen the Plain White Tees in concert. On purpose... 
nay. They open up for <laughs> Fall Out Boy when they toured Infinity on High. And this is relevant, I swear. I have a very specific memory of me and my best friend at the time who actually strangled me in a public pool locker room later on. But me wow. and... Topical. <laughs> <laughs> me and Michelle remember thinking we could kind of see him, kind of not see him. And we were like, oh my God, he looks so cute. Like, I'm sure that he's so cute. And this was before Hey There, Delilah popped off. We were like, oh my God, who is this band? Get their name. And then we looked him up and we were so disappointed. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> he is not cute. He literally looks like Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but worse. Linguini is better looking than that. Or like the guy from Sunny with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes, that's more like it. <laughs> the way the name of the film is a thousand percent cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and neither one of us clocked it. Not a brain cell in sight. Just vibes. That is more like it. You just quoted The Dark Knight. Did you know that? No. Killian Murphy, as a scarecrow, goes, that's more like it. Period, I guess. <laughs> I'm a movie buff. <laughs> also, I feel like, it, I guess it's not a movie quote if it's like a really common saying, but that's instantly, I was like, oh my god. The Dark Knight. What? Me literally just speaking. Oh my god, dude, that's a quote. <laughs> that's a whole movie quote. Oh my god. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, wow, you're big obviously. You're big brain. Live, breathe, sleep, dark night. Oh my god. Are you on R slash movies? Yeah. I invented it. <gasps> oh my god, we have a mod. We have a mod in our presence. It's me. Oh my god. It's me. Sorry, I'm too hot to know what that means. A moderator. I know, it was a joke. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too hot to get jokes. <laughs> I can't let the fans know that I know what a mod is. <laughs> then my hotness radar goes down. That's how I felt when I made my Discord. I was like, fuck, so many points lost. Also, this little kid, Benji, who can eat himself, triggered me so eat hard. Eat himself? <laughs> Why else would you put a whole foot in your mouth? He's trying to self-cannibalize from the bottom up. He's just a cannibal, yeah. Actual cannibal Benji from iCarly. iCarly supports cannibalism. Oh my god, why? Was Army Hammer a writer on it? Yeah, Army Hammer actually directed this episode. Army Hammer is actually Benji from, like, way back in the day. Like, Army <laughs> Hammer played Benji. Army Hammer was, like, seven years old in 2007. Yep, it all checks out. Nobody look it up. You don't need to look it up because you have your undying trust in us. Exactly. But Benji triggered me so much because he looks exactly like all of the boys who I let hurt my feelings so bad <laughs> from ages like 7 to 12. <laughs> I did not like looking at him. Another PTSD moment, of course. Yes. If we were still playing bingo, I'd be <laughs> checking it off. <laughs> Sam's like, who else can put a foot in their mouth? And Gibby unassumingly walks by in a baller pink shirt, of course. Baller. And the laugh track is already chuckling. He's done nothing. All he did was walk. <laughs> they ask him if he wants to be on iCarly, and he's like, sure. What do I got to do? And Sam jumps on him, pins him to the ground, and tries to forcibly put Gibby's foot in his mouth. While Gibby is screaming out in agony, Freddie looks at her, sighs, and goes... She's not like other girls. She's not. She's not. While she has him on the ground, Gibby is screaming the most reasonable things <laughs> while he's literally being assaulted by Sam. He's like, I can't do that. My body doesn't bend that way. And I'm like, stand up for yourself. What happened to not 
being a victim, Gibby. Where did that Gibby go? Gibby lost his agency. A logical king. He is just trying to reason with her, but Sam cannot be reasoned with. <laughs> she does not care. She's like, do some fucking yoga, bitch. You know, like, we'll get it. <laughs> she was like, stretch, motherfucker. <laughs> But also, there's kids in the background of the scene just watching Sam literally physically assault Gibby and just looking over at them in disgust. Like, did they not have bullying assemblies? Like, bystander effect check. Like, what the hell? I feel like people are just desensitized to Sam. Like, if someone else was doing it, they might have stepped in, but they're like, oh, that's just Sam being Sam and Gibby being Gibby. Whatever. You know, if she, like, murders him, it makes sense. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Also, Gibby looks smooth in this fit. He's got his hair slicked back. He is ready to seize the day. And then Sam just has to physically assault him. <laughs> Justice for Gibby. He was having a good day. He looked good, was doing a, doing good things, and then Sam just ruined his day. I feel bad. Justice for Gibby again. Gibby's always looking fresh, though. Like, his fits are always on point. Everybody should take notes from Gibby. Gibby knows how to dress. Gibby would be wearing like the five inch inseam shorts nowadays he probably was the one who started the trend back at the shea apartment up in the iCarly studio the set is going haywire while freddie tries to play a video of a cat decked out in american flag paraphernalia who is gonna meow the national anthem they end up halting the show due to technical difficulties and i just have to say it american military propaganda take one this entire episode is full to the brim of american propaganda full like overflowing i was like come on a cat singing the fucking national anthem do you know how disturbed americans would be if some footage from north korea came out of like some little rodent singing the north korean national anthem people would be like oh my god this is what communism does Ugh. they'd be shitting themselves i i you know what i'm gonna say it i would like to see the cat meowing the national anthem i would like to see it i do enjoy cats i do enjoy watching cats sing half my tiktok for you page is all cats so i would probably watch this video but i do hate america still so you know like get you a girl who can do both meow 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 Guys, this is her making up for before singing the wrong song. She actually went and she is decked out in the American flag. Do I know something really funny? The second you said, I would like to see this, and then you went on like a five minute long reasoning as to why you would like to see it the whole time in my head, I was like, what is the national anthem? I could see the gears turning. That's why I was like, let me maybe keep speaking because I think she's thinking of something. And I could literally see you thinking in your head. And I was like, she's going to sing it, isn't she? <laughs> that took me so I always get confused on which one is the national anthem because any any song about the country I'm like that's the anthem and people are like no it's not so mm -hmm. I really wanted to be sure because I couldn't embarrass myself like I already did earlier in this episode it do be like that I just want to say how disappointed I am in myself that I forgot to point out that when Neville takes over iCarly's webcast he shows a video of a kid on a rocking horse and that kid is none other than Rico Rodriguez, who plays Manny in Modern Family. So I think I need to get fired because I forgot to point that out. I also wanted to say that before anything, the girls open up the web show with saying that if people are there to watch a live alien autopsy, that they've come to the wrong place. Who? 
what, where, when, and why would somebody want to watch a live alien autopsy? That is the most random fucking thing I have ever heard. I was just like, what the hell? I get that the whole joke is a random thing, but... I feel like all we have to do is Google live alien autopsy, and we will instantly find exactly who would want to see it, why they would want to see it, and where we could potentially see one. But why would somebody accidentally go to iCarly? It makes no sense. Unless they advertise that they had a live alien autopsy, which is false advertising, why would somebody accidentally go to their website? We advertise that this podcast is good, so... That's true. Okay, fair points. And we're right, bitch. This is the best podcast <laughs> ever. Ha! You thought I was making a self-deprecating joke? Bamboozled! No! No, we love ourselves here. No! Lied! Lied! Subversion! Comedy! Write it down! Learn about it! <laughs> anyway. In a bag in the Shea apartment, Freddie bets his whole allowance that his equipment was working just fine and it wasn't his fault. Sam goes oh, you'd bet a whole eight bucks? And Carly goes, wait, you only get eight bucks a month? And Freddie goes, my mom's scared if she gives me any more, I'll buy a bus ticket and leave her. <laughs> Carly goes, that's so dumb. And Freddie goes, eh, not really. <laughs> it, I was like, is this why she spoils him with AV equipment? Because she doesn't want to give him like liquid cash? Because he's going to leave her? Probably. But also, poor Freddy. His mom literally, like, emotionally abuses him. Like, puts her <laughs> Munchausen by proxy on him. And he's trapped. <laughs> oh my god, wait. Freddy was the first Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Yep. R.I.P. man. R.I.P. He ain't dead, but R.I.P. <laughs> Where is his father? There's just, I mean, there's just so much to unpack. Like, why doesn't he have a dad? Okay, not you, who doesn't have a dad, <laughs> asking where Freddy's dad is. Maybe Miss Benson is a single mother for whatever reason. The reason may be normalized non-nuclear families, you freaking single mom shamer okay first of all i have a single mom second of all that's what i'm saying you single mom shamer okay. when you don't have a dad do you know how many times i've asked my mom where's my dad none i actually know <laughs> i was gonna but. say <laughs> but here's the thing out of everyone who can ask where's the dad um it's me because so many people to my face have been like where's your dad what does your dad do? And I'm like trying to be So blind. why would you ask Freddy? Because you know I'm not you asking Freddy! He's not a real person! I'm asking you! Have they said anything about it? My memory is bad. His dad might have died and I wouldn't remember because my brain is failing me every day. No. All right, so Freddy has a single mom. I think that's what we've established. Are you good now? Are you going to chill out? Are you going to chill out or are you going to hurt the people's ears? No! I will never chill out! I'm gonna keep screaming! I am so sorry to anybody who's wearing headphones. She cannot be tamed. I have tried. I can't be tamed. <laughs> uh, SoundCloud, um, Cersei X sings X, really X, good X. <laughs> I am moving on from Cersei nuclear family shaming, non-nuclear family shaming. If you don't have two parents, sucks for you. Sucks to suck. You must be poor. Wow. You must be weird and poor. Wait, speaking of being poor, thank you. <laughs> um, Carly is poor shaming Freddy for only getting $8 for his allowance. Canceled. She's like, you only get $8? They live in that, like, multi-million dollar building. Yeah, so but his like, apartment doesn't have a fucking penthouse and, and an elevator like that? hers. 
Is that hashtag yes. confirmed? I mean, for right now, no, we don't know that because we haven't seen inside. But later, we do know that. I feel like you aren't going to have apartments on the exact same floor exactly next to each other that are going to be that drastically different. So we can assume that they're in the same tax bracket. I'm pretty sure that his does not have an elevator and a penthouse. How can you be sure? But you, you're you just sympathizing with a poor shamer. No, I'm just saying that. Yes, Freddie, you are. Freddie is wealthy. Yes, you are. Freddie's mom is you wealthy. You know what? Cancel you too canceled i'm poor i'm poor with a single mom i can say that this single mom is rich and it's weird that there's no father okay anyway the self-loathing is really coming out huh (laughs) well people know what happened to my dad i don't know what happened to freddie's dad i want to know i'm curious the internalized shame is coming out huh spencer busts in and in a panic turns the tv on to reveal the lead singer of the plain white tees tom higginson not to be confused with tom hiddleston (laughs) almost got hit by a falling menu board at the mall but some random passerby saved him at the last minute that random passerby spencer shea now the lead singer of the plain white tees owes spencer shea a favor and carly asks "Mm, do you think Mm, the plain white tees can perform on my little web show i cook a carly <laughs> the picture that they use for spencer on this news segment that they show <laughs> is this like caught off guard picture with his mouth open and he looks so goofy did the news take this picture of spencer is this spencer's facebook profile picture that they found i have so many questions i feel like it was the news being like okay you just saved a man's life say cheese and he was like "Ah!" (laughs) it's like a perfectly cropped like picture like no background like anything like he just looks so goofy so quirky they said hey come by this white wall we got a dslr i mean they did something that's for sure it is profound to me that spencer agrees to this and he's just gonna use his favor with a band member on this he could have asked Mm -hmm. to go backstage at a concert he could have been like, yo, listen to my mixtape. Um, Cersei X sings X really X good X <laughs> on SoundCloud. He could have been like, hey, I need you to commit this felony with me. We're going to rob a bank. Um, but you, I, I saved your life, so you can't say no. Uh, but no, no, n- none of those obscenely good choices he, he is wanting to do. He said no. Be on my little sister's web show, which may or may not get tons of views, from preteens. Is that what you want to do? Well, I mean, it makes sense because that's their audience anyway. I was going to say, I mean, they were a huge <laughs> band, but I was a preteen. You were like, hang on, hang on one second. <laughs> They're like, wait, wait a second. The one favor that you want us to do is to go on this web show that has other potential fans for us that is free marketing. And that's it. You don't want us to commit a felony with you? You just want to market for us. They're like, uh, okay, idiot. Yeah, sure. This is the one favor we'll do, obviously. (laughs) I feel like this is the equivalent of, like, 21 Savage going on Jake Paul's YouTube channel. Like, it may or may not make sense for 21 Savage to do it in regards to, you know, getting exposure to younger people that he wants to be listening to him. But also, why, why, why? Would you do that? Well, why would you know that 21 Savage is going on Jake Paul's YouTube show? Because I have no idea about anything that Jake Paul does or 21 Savage does. <laughs> so that is concerning to me. I watch YouTubers who, like, comment on, like, other YouTubers. So it's like, like, do you not 
Cody Ko. Yes, I know who they are. I know who all the people are, but do I watch them? No. I'm sorry that I'm unemployed and I have free time. She is a single mom shamer, a poor shamer, and somebody who supports Jake Paul. So... I'm done. I'm fucking done. You forgot to put a military supporter. The one bit I was trying to get going, and you didn't even go along with it. Whatever. Time for some grammar with Cersei. The TV anchor oh, says no. that Tom sneaked no, away please, to grab a no, coffee. This is worse than tech time with Freddy. This is worse. <laughs> But the TV anchor is like, Tom sneaked away to grab a coffee. And I was like, sneaked? What? Shouldn't it be snuck? So I looked into it and I was thinking, hmm, maybe snuck is like the past particle of sneak and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that the only past tense of the word sneak was sneaked since the 1500s. But in the late 1800s, the word snuck randomly became popular only in America. And it's the only instance of a regular verb turning itself into an irregular verb in the English language over time. Usually, irregular verbs will become regularized throughout history. This one did the exact opposite. And linguists have no idea where or how or why this happened. But I prefer snuck. I don't like the word sneaked. I much prefer snuck. Period. <laughs> Comments, concerns, <laughs> questions. Where or why or how this happened is because Americans are idiots. Um, and that is my professional opinion. Succinct, profound. You're not wrong. That's all that needs to be said. Back at the Shea apartment, the non-existent doorbell rings. Who is at the door? A colonel, of course, who works with their father overseas. Both of the Shea siblings are excited as fuck to see this man. They hug, they're all giddy with joy, and instinctively close their eyes to receive gifts that their father sent. You pronounced that word wrong. What? It's pronounced colonel. <laughs> Why was the first thing I thought that I pronounced wrong instinctively? I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw I said instinctively wrong. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but there is no reason for this colonel to be this sexy. Like, he's so fine and for what? <laughs> I can't go on if you're going to keep pronouncing it like that. Pronouncing it like what? <laughs> Instinctively, obviously. <laughs> we all know it's instinctively. Um, okay, but also Spencer was so excited to see this man and give him a hug. And I hated that this guy was like not receiving or reciprocating the energy. Toxic masculinity. He was like, oh, that's some gay shit. Some homosexual nonsense. Yes, literally toxic masculinity. Just enjoy the hug. Like stop being weird about it. Like, this man is just excited to see you. Colonel Morgan, so if you remember... Colonel. <laughs> if you remember, the Shay's dad is supposed to be in the Navy. Colonel Morgan is wearing an Air Force Blues uniform. So it doesn't make any sense. Because if he works with their father, then he would be wearing Navy Blues. 
but he's not. He's wearing Air Force blues. So what's the truth? Come on, iCarly. Okay, Dan Schneider. They need to get in their show Bible. You got the budget to get the plain white tees, but not the accurate military uniform? Come on. Get it together. This is not going by me. Canceled. Yep, this is what he's canceled for. (laughs) This sexy man is played by Christopher B. Duncan, who you definitely know from something, even if when you look at him you don't know what you know him from, because I know I know him from something. He's been a series regular in Veronica Mars, General Hospital, and has been in episodes of Switched at Birth, Jane by Design, Days of Our Lives, Boston Legal, Diagnosis Murder, Bones, and so much more. He was even Obama on the Jay Leno show. But are any of these shows where I know him from? No. I know him from being Braxton on the fucking Jamie Foxx show from when I was a child. And I loved him. It all makes sense. Yes. It all makes sense. It's Jamie Foxx. Did you ever watch that? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry to break it to you. It was a good show. It was like the adult version of um, Zach and Cody with Jamie Foxx. Oh. There is a hot girl in it. So, Mr. Um, I'm ignoring that comment. But <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Obama, who is in the Air Force but not the Navy, gives the gifts to the Shea children. And as he tries to leave, Spencer begs him to read his back. Perturbed by Spencer's childish behavior, he leans down and tells Carly, if you ever need help with anything, just call me. Carly goes, thanks, Colonel Morgan. And he corrects her and says, call me Uncle Roger and leaves. I shit my pants at this because <laughs> isn't Uncle Roger that YouTuber that criticizes how white people make fried rice? <laughs> I had to Google that because I have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. Because again, I do not watch YouTube like you do. But yes, you are in fact correct. Uncle Roger is the YouTuber that criticizes how white people make fried rice. Well, that's like funny because I've never actually seen any of his videos. When I looked him up, I thought he was like a cooking guy, like a chef guy. But it turns out he's like a comedian. Yes. I only know who he is from other people like on TikTok commenting it. Like how to make fried rice that Uncle Roger won't get mad at you for and I'm like what so it's like context clues that I've been picking up over time I have not seen that either so no context for me my for you page apparently is different than yours it's just cats that's all yours is (laughs) it's all it is (laughs) Carly receives a handmade laptop case from Switzerland and Spencer gets a two foot long Italian meat stick but Mm. when he hands it over to Spencer it's only like half of a foot long so like a six inch and spencer goes this is two feet long and uncle roger goes it was before i got hungry spencer just experienced the disappointment of millions of women the first time they see a man take his ratty ass plaid boxers off (laughs) yes that is a universal experience that spencer has now joined in on (laughs) spencer's a woman spencer is officially a woman one why call it a meat stick I googled to see if anything is actually called a meat stick, and they're typically called beef sticks or whatever, like, meat it is, but occasionally they are called meat sticks, so not necessarily myth-busted. However, they're usually thin if they're a meat stick. They're, like, thin. The gift Spencer got is clearly not a meat stick because it's thick. It honestly looks more like a summer sausage or something of the sort like that. So my thought is that they called it a meat stick for it to be a dick joke, which 
would make Spencer being sad and saying, this is two feet, to the small stick, thinking that his penis is really small if the meat stick actually is two feet long. I'd like to see Spencer's two foot long Italian meat stick. Hey you guys, I didn't really understand what Natalie said in her deep dive, and I disagreed with her, and then she got really mad at me, and we got into a fight, but I literally have no idea how I misinterpreted what she said, but like, what I reply literally makes no sense because I have two brain cells. Natalie still isn't replying to my text, so. Natalie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm dumb. This, this is fucked up was my other thought that I wanted yes. to say. Okay. Can we agree on that? Yes, this was incredibly fucking rude. Okay. So, Spencer's dad got him this gift from Italy. He trusted his friend to deliver this gift to his son for him. And his friend decided to eat half of it before giving it to him? What kind of a friend is that? Even if he hates Spencer, why would you do that? That's so fucked up. Who the fuck eats somebody else's gift? I thought that this was, like, actually, like really fucking rude and it's like you could tell that he had just like taken like a like a bite out of it too so it's like contaminated now it wasn't even like he sliced it no and also like it's really expensive to transport like meat and stuff like that like you have to pay like you know like fines on it like when you take it into customs and i'm looking up how much cured meat from italy is and like it could be really expensive and i feel like because it's a gift it's not just something from the supermarket it was probably like a really nice expensive meat stick that spencer should have put his culinary skills to the test with and created like a really fun thing with yeah and he was so blasé about it like oh yeah sorry i ate it like oh would you just take a shit in carly's laptop case and be like (laughs) sorry Like, I thought it was really rude. Are you stifling your laughter so you don't laugh at me being funny to punish me? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to appease you. I'm sorry. I can't have anything nice on this podcast. That one nice thing. Okay, let's go back. Oh my god, yes, that deep dive on meat sticks is phenomenal. No, I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity backtracks. Well... I just think that Colonel being here and being nice and not committing any crimes is more military slash American propaganda right before our eyes. Well, he did commit a crime. Oh, yeah. He committed a crime of eating the meat stick. Yeah, I think I think real military people commit more crimes than we can count uh, in like five minutes. That's true. So I think if this were really a uh, military personnel just out on the prowl, they would probably have assaulted someone by now. So I mean, yeah. He hasn't really been nice either. I, he was nice to Carly, just not to Spencer. Because he's a pedophile. Um, yeah, and a <laughs> fragile masculine. He's afraid of being too gay with Spence. Yeah. He was like, showing me affection? All fucking queer. I mean, that's pretty much military propaganda. That's what they do, so. We are on the iCarly set now. And Carly is worried about more technical difficulties, but they decide to go live anyway. They reveal to their fans that they might score a live performance from the plain white tees themselves. And then Sam starts texting with her toes. Her bare, naked feet. (laughs) All up in the camera. The set erupts into chaos, (laughs) just as Cersei is right now. (laughs) Freddy loses control of everything. The power goes down for a moment, and then their sight goes down, too. Is that really how you say it, or was that a joke? It's a joke. Okay. I knew a girl who actually, I think she she was from Louisiana, and she would say naked. She'd be like, yeah, I took a bath so I had to get naked, and I'd be like, what? Oh my God. It's the naked grandma. 
Naked, huh? <laughs> the fucking Steve Harvey on the Family Feud joke. Oh, I have no idea. I'm. I is that on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok anymore. <laughs> you just made a TikTok reference before. You were like, oh well, I don't really watch him on YouTube. I just see it on TikTok. Well, we all know that I did go on TikTok obsessively for a long time, and then I hard stopped. Okay, well, this was an old TikTok joke. Well, I didn't see it. Okay, the chemistry is so off. Oh my god, we're literally in a fight. Can we get our chemistry back? <laughs> no, because you're ruining all my jokes. <laughs> you're ruining my chances of getting a boyfriend. That's another TikTok joke that's new that I'm making because I know you don't understand it. Well, I hope I am ruining your chances of getting a boyfriend. I hope I am. <laughs> yeah, that's the next line of the fucking TikTok thing. <laughs> is it really? I mean, pretty much, yeah. Oh, my mind. My mind. So smart. You said, that is right, shorty. Is <laughs> that another TikTok? <laughs> that's the end of the... <laughs> oh. oh my god, I feel like I'm 80 years old. Guys, I can't. I cannot. She calls me a grandma. This is insane. What did I ever <laughs> you a grandma um let's rewind let's rewind to episode one i carly rewind <laughs> i rewatch i carly rewatched <laughs> <laughs> i rewatch i rewatch i carly mm-hmm. i really i hate the energy in the studio tonight <laughs> what do you want to do i need us to get back I, I want us to be like peanut butter and jelly again well right now we're peanut butter and peanut butter i feel like we're peanut butter and bleach you're the bleach did you just call me a bitch yeah I'm sad. I don't like the energy in the studio. <laughs> what do you want to do about it? Can we play sex with me? Okay. Can we have a... Okay, first we have to have a truce where we forget everything that happened before this. Okay. Spit on your hand. Okay. No more bringing up anything that's happened earlier in this episode unless it's fun. Okay. okay. Water bottle. Sex with me is like a water bottle. There's a lot of liquid in there. <laughs> sex with me is like a water bottle. You can fit it in anything. Since I don't think anybody wants to hear me and Natalie try to get our chemistry back by playing improv games, please enjoy our interview with Nathan Pearson, aka Jeremy Jeremy himself. This was so much fun. We love doing these interviews and we hope that you guys enjoy. Tell us about yourself. How'd you get into acting? Because you were a child actor. That's kind of yes. unique. Yeah. So I started, uh, I'm from Georgia, oh. and I was doing like community theater in Georgia, started doing professional theater, and then like every young kid I was just like, oh, mom, I want to <laughs> be on TV, I want to act, and I come from a family that's like not in the industry at all, and my parents were like, yeah. that's insane, uh, no, yes. um, but I guess mm -hmm. I was convincing enough, and I was able to, from there, yeah. get an agent and a manager, and like right. I went out to LA for pilot season one year, and I was there for three months. And the very last thing I booked and my first job was my job on iCarly. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was like your first like job? My first professional, yeah, on camera job. That's crazy. Wow. That's so fun. That's so fun. How old were you when you got booked? I was 13, I think. That's insane. So you were really young. Yeah, I was like awkward <laughs> tween. <laughs> still figuring yourself out like <laughs> uh yeah very that what was your experience on set like because by this time of course the show hadn't aired yet so Jeanette and Nathan weren't really you know stars mm -hmm. but Miranda like had been in like a huge like Jack Black film she was in um School of Rock mm -hmm. and she was like riding that Drake and Josh fame was that like intimidating yeah totally so I was in like the fourth episode and it was very cool to be there at that time because right they didn't even have a rapport between like Jeanette and Nathan and Miranda so I 
didn't feel like I was, you know, an outsider in a club. Right. Everyone was like really friendly and welcoming and That's awesome. We would have to go to school in the morning. Yeah. Uh because we we're like minors and so you had to like do homeschool. Yeah. And so like I was in a classroom with like the three of them and Ooh. we would just like do our work next to each other. <laughs> Just being like, hey, what's up, guys? Right, and it's like very much so, like Miranda being like, hey, I'm Miranda, and you being like, I know, like, <laughs> like I stalked you, I know who you are. I watched all of Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Did you have like a good experience with the directors and stuff too, like the adults? Like, I feel like it can be sort of intimidating getting like direction, especially when you're doing an art. It's kind of yeah. sensitive. Yeah, I feel like it was such a such a unique experience because it was like Nickelodeon kids television and like yeah. all of these people who worked on these shows have been working on them for so many years. Right. They like understand that it's like, you know, a huge family and everyone was like very kind and friendly That's awesome. and like, it was like the perfect like first job to have to like yeah. ease you into like, what is it like working in the industry with adults and yeah. you know, being a worker and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Did you move to LA then or did you stay in Atlanta? I was going back and forth. I would spend like a month out there, come back. And it was like okay. this weird transitional period for sure. Did you grow up in Georgia? Yeah, I grew up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I ask a question? This is kind of personal. Oh yeah, go ahead. Did you used to have a Southern accent and then did you lose it? No. Or you never had it? <laughs> No. I was like, what are you about to ask? What the hell? I know. I was like, mm. I was thinking in my head, I was like, can you Google my address? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, the suburb I'm in, like, no one really has an accent. Oh, okay. I would say that's more, most of the, like, metro Atlanta area. Yeah. Uh, my parents are from the West Coast. Gotcha. Oh, so. uh, okay. Because I have a friend from Texas, and she told me that the first thing they tell you when you leave the South is to lose your accent, or people are going to treat you funny. So I don't know oh, if you, yeah. like, purposely try to lose it or something, but... No. Wait, where are you two from? I'm from Chicago. Okay. I'm from New York. Oh, right on. But you you live on the West Coast now? No, I'm in Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. East from West Coast. It's like I get Well, it's okay. You're anyway. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to know. It's just right and left on the map. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... Was it hard as a child kind of having to go back and forth between Georgia and then going back to LA? Like, was that really tiring to do that all the time? Yeah, I think for me at the time, it was like, I mean, you have so much energy as a kid and I was just like, so excited. So it was more just like, this is such a cool opportunity. Like, this is so cool. I'm sure it was taxing for my parents just because like, I have two older siblings and like, my mom was the one really by my side, like doing it all with me. So, but no, for me, it was like, just fun. Was it like harder to make friends since you were not in one place all the time? Or was it you had like your LA friends and then you had your Georgia friends? Yeah, I think it was very that. It was like, you know, I still had like my core group of friends who were like still in public school <laughs> doing the thing and then right. go to LA and you'd have all these yeah. after friends because all the kids would be like doing the same thing you're doing and it's very weird. I see. Yeah. That's got to be such an interesting experience. Yeah. Like, did your mom like travel with you all the time or did you have like just your agent go with you? Yeah, like, no, it was with my mom. I can't imagine having to go back and forth yeah. now but let alone as a child like that has to be so exhausting yeah no the agents don't like do that with you at all that's what I thought but I was like I don't know (laughs) yeah no how exactly did you get an agent because I know that that can be kind of hard yeah so I got it through my manager so it was like I had a manager first and then Mm -hmm. they like made meetings for you or whatever but how I got my manager was through like a showcase kind of competition thing that was happening in like Orlando so like I Mm -hmm. did that and like did a bunch of like showcasey like monologues and singing and all that kind of stuff and then that's how it all worked out that's cool do you get recognized from iCarly? <laughs> so here's the thing. When it was like the peak time of iCarly, yes. Like it was like very much yeah. so like that. 
like here on iCarly. Yeah, because like oh, it was also like a big deal because like I'm live in the middle of fucking nowhere, Georgia. Like, and they're like, why is this random kid from Georgia like on this show? You're like, hang on, wait a second. Yeah, and so like the local newspaper is like, oh, like Nathan is on Nickelodeon and like doing all the shows and shit. So like, yeah, it would, like like going around town, you'd be. So like, you were like a local celebrity. That's right. Um, and then it would like go on and off, and then like there was always like random iCarly fan yes. doing random things online who would yeah. find my like Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. but then it wasn't until this reboot I'm sure as you guys know like yeah. it's kind of resurfaced and I posted yeah. a TikTok that was mm-hmm. making a joke about it or whatever and then it like blew up now it's like I can't escape it again on TikTok but yep. it's so silly though you know I'm 27 like yeah <laughs> so long ago <laughs> Yeah, it's like now you're an adult and if you have like all these kids following you saying things and you're like, oh, no, I'm like an adult. (laughs) I feel so bad because like they're all this new generation of younger kids watching iCarly and then there's people like us who like look back fondly on it and they see me on iCarly as like, you know, a 13 year old, but now I'm like, yeah, I have gay sex and I'm I'm going to make jokes about that. Oh my God. Yeah, no, we Mm -hmm. have had the same thing to where like we're also both gay and we talk about like a bunch of shit like on the podcast too yeah. and there are some people on there like we get these like hate comments that we talk about sam being toxic and they're like sam isn't toxic and we're like okay you're like 10 years old like, like they get offended <laughs> yeah. they take it to heart and right. we're like like we joke that like sam's definitely a lesbian i'm like yeah. oh yeah she is i wanted to be sam when i was yeah. younger right i wanted to fuck mm-hmm. sam when i was younger like, she's, she's a lesbian exactly she's a lesbian. that's what it is and they're like no she loves freddie and i'm right. like chill it's a podcast we're joking yeah, yeah. do you have any like memorable moments on set like any like ooey gooey mems I mean, I was like, so one of the times I was there was like Miranda's birthday. Okay. Everyone was like, oh, it's Miranda's birthday tomorrow. So exciting. And I was like, I, I remember like my mom, I was like, mom, like we have to get her a gift or something. Like this is so awkward. <laughs> oh like God. what do I do? And so like my you mom. You can't show up empty handed. I know. Not to Miranda Cosgrove's birthday. You don't want to be on her shit list. Little Miss Nickelodeon. <laughs> Not on her 14th birthday. <laughs> One, the one four? We yeah, so we went to like C's candy and I got her like big like Reese's peanut butter cups uh-huh. and I like gave them yeah. her the next day. I mean it's so awkward, like what do you yeah. get Miranda Cosgrove for the birthday? <laughs> rich and famous <laughs> yeah and i gave her a card or whatever and she wrote me a thank you note Aww, which was so nice that's sweet so that was that was very ooey gooey that is ooey that's gooey. Nice. i have no idea where that is but i should find it um so that was really sweet she probably like threw it out right afterwards yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I definitely treasured it i don't know where it is and then people were always coming in and out of that set just because like the nick was like such a studios was such a local family so like josh peck right. would like stop by one time and like i met him and mm-hmm. so it was just like cool just like be a part of that environment this might be a little personal too but were you like out when you were a kid and then if you were or weren't did that affect your time on the set yeah like I mean I was definitely like a gay kid and like was a gay tween but like I was not by any means like hey yeah yeah it's not like how it is now where like you know the 13 year olds are on TikTok have full-on boyfriends I was, like, on the cusp of it, right? Yeah. So, like, no and, like, no. Yeah. I didn't, like, gotcha. have, like, a crush on anyone or was, like, oh, what am I going to do? Having, um, like, a moral dilemma because you're in love with Freddie. Like, you're in love with Nathan Chris and you're, like, how am I supposed right. to do these scenes? No. Like- <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I feel like ever since I was young, like, I'm so lucky. Like, I grew up in, like, a super just, like, liberal bubble mm-hmm. kind of. And I was always, like, I'm a homosexual, <laughs> you know? I feel like I never had that moment where I was, like, <gasps> 
I'm like our little closeted friend over here. Whatever. (laughs) Sometimes it happens to the best of us. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But I thought it was really funny how your character is sort of um, like an instrumental background to the school and like a character building, you know, thing for Ridgeway High. And then he's just gone after the first season. Do do you know why you didn't come back? I don't know, but I'm going to say homophobia. T! T! I'm just kidding. Yes. I was about to say no, I I have no idea. I mean, I feel like yeah. those shows, they always cycle through characters and, like, whatever. Or, like, yeah. uh, no hard feelings. I'm having hard feelings. Yeah, we're having Thank hard feelings. Thank you so much. Because Gibby came back. Right. Yeah. Gibby mm-hmm. became a main. And he's straight. Yeah. Right? yeah. See? So, and he's white. Actually, well, we no don't idea. know. We're speculating. We're playing these cards. Things are adding up. <laughs> exactly. Dan Schneider, we're calling. You're canceled. Yes. Not for anything else, just for this. Yeah, there are no Asian leads in Dan Schneider shows. Yes. Oh, and I don't assume that you've listened to our whole entire podcast, but we have gotten into how your character and there's another Asian character, like in this very like brief scene, are both portrayed pretty negatively and it's very obvious. But so there's one Asian character who is literally quiet the whole time, doesn't say anything. And that's like the joke is that he's quiet and doesn't speak, which obviously plays into that like quiet Asian trope that like we see a lot in film and stuff like that and then your character is like sneezy and gross and like no one likes him and it's like really (laughs) sad because these are like literally like the only Asian representation in like Nickelodeon at the time like what other shows were there and then you forgot too that there was one other guest star where it was um Chuck, the guy who came in the the food delivery, yeah. guy, the Chinese food delivery guy, who he was like boring, and he just like went to school. That was it. Like there was nothing about him. So it's like these three, only three so far Asian characters are all being portrayed negatively. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even put those together. Yeah, something that I didn't even think about. Um, right. Yeah, it wouldn't fly today. Yeah. So let's yeah. see. Let's see what this reboot brings us. Perhaps Jeremy on some anti. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just like kind of it was kind of shocking when you when you rewatch it cuz as a kid one you're not really thinking of like anything because there's so many negative stereotypes portrayed on TV at that time. That's like a normal thing. But then rewatching it you're like, "Wait a second. This is this is a little sketchy." And then that they cut you out too and it's like, "Okay, like now what's going on here, Dan Schneider? Answer our question." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've been having the wrong conversation online because I've been like jokingly like trolling the iCarly Phantom, being like, "Oh my god, yeah. they're, they're homophobic and they don't want me back." But maybe, yep. maybe it's racism. Yeah, maybe it's both. It's both. Honestly, double whammy. I was gonna say that I saw that post, so like the picture of you and Miranda Cosgrove when you were on set, and your whole like long ass caption that you had <laughs> being like, "I think she called Millie Bobby Brown." I was in tears. <laughs> Thank you. She's gonna get in her car. She's about. To Rome. beep beep run you over like <laughs> <laughs> but like all the comments it's all these 10 year olds being like you have no idea about Miranda this is not funny and I'm like oh my god I really everybody couldn't. stop this is so yeah. funny <laughs> did you watch iCarly after you were on it because you were kind of young yeah I did watch it I don't I don't think I watched it until like the very like I will be honest I didn't watch Victorious I didn't so either. like that yeah. was kind of like the stop yeah. for me um but yeah no I watched it were you like 
cool in school because of it or did people think it was like lame no i it was mostly perceived well i mean i feel like there was always a a couple people who were like you know negative Mm -hmm. but overall it was like a very cool thing um to have done so you were mr popular is what i'm gathering (laughs) (laughs) well he was a local celebrity we already went over there oh yes he was in the paper yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. what was it like portraying sort of like a gross character like that where you're sneezing all the time like did you feel like embarrassed oh I mean, I think, like, here and there, like, right. the reception is, like, I mean, like, you meet a whole bunch of people, right? So, like, yeah. some people would come up to me and just, like, start sneezing around me, and I'd be, like, uh, and it's it's a lot, it's more of a reflection on them, right? Because, like, I'm kind of, like, yeah, you know, I'm, like, that's awkward. Yeah. But, like, no, because at, yeah. at the end of the day, and I'm, a, like, a positive person, and at, like, the end of the day, it's, like, no, it's acting. It's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, no, it's fine. I just wanted to know, did you have, like, a favorite character when you were watching iCarly? I mean, I al- I'm always going to love Spencer. Yeah. Jerry Trainer was just, like, such a nice guy on set from, like, what I remember. Right. He, you know, is in such a different position because, like, he is an adult working with all these kids, acting with them, and, like, being really silly and fun. He's a and funny guy. He's so committed to his character and yeah always love always love Spencer he's he's literally the best he is the best was there anybody like on set that you thought would be different that like wasn't was everybody nice to you kind of how did that go yeah everyone was like really nice I I guess like from seeing Miranda Cosgrove, she was the biggest surprise, I think. Because, like, I think from mm-hmm. when you see her on TV, she's, like, always this, like, mis- mischievous, like, young, like, quirky, like, kind of person and, like, stuff. But she's, like, right. really quiet. Like, just, I mean, on set and, like, day to day. Like, what? not, like, a very, yeah. like, not, not friendly, but just, like, very, like, you know. Like, to herself, like, kind of professional. Very to herself, like, professional, yeah. like, whatever. Meanwhile, like, you know, like, Nathan Crest and, like, Jeanette McCurdy were, like, like, oh, my God, like, blah, 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 like, well, you know what I mean? Like, very, like, <laughs> friendly um, and down to, like, small talk and chat. Did you hang out with any of them, like, afterward, like, outside of stuff? Or was it just, like you show up to work and you hang out yeah it was more just like showing up to work and like hanging out there um Mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't it wasn't very much like I mean I remember on the classroom wall there was like the rules of the classroom and one of them was like do not share your phone number with what yeah it was like very weird that's so Um, strict I know and we were all in one big room in the classroom when we were doing school. Yeah. And then when I went back for, like, later episodes, Miranda was, like, not there. She was, like, in a different room. <laughs> I was, like, she was, like, <laughs> needed to go, like, do schoolwork in a different room. She said, you guys are distracting me. We gotta go. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. She was too too much of a star for that classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She couldn't be with us, please. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I was gonna say, do you still keep in contact with anybody from set? So, Jenna McCurdy and I were, like, Facebook friends mm-hmm. for a while. But then I think she must have deleted her face. <laughs> yeah. Or unfriended me. I don't know. Or both. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we would send like messages, I feel like, every now and then, but not like I'm being crazy. Um, no, that's that's it. I don't keep in touch with yeah. anyone else except Carly, who is another guest on your um, another episode. Yes. <laughs> How did you and Carly become friends? Because I don't think you two had any scenes together. We had school together. Oh. I feel like when you're like a guest star with another guest yeah. star, you realize that like all the main characters are like a clique and they're like mm-hmm. friends, right? Yeah. You know, two new people, you're going to like bond and vibe. Yeah. And her mom and my mom, I think vibed and like, Aww. you know, we would like have lunch together and like, you know, Aww. we would like go get snacks together or like, you know, chit chat and stuff like that. And so, and she was just, like, such a, like, a nice and, like, yeah. kind, you know, girl. And I yes. feel like we just, like, we just, like, vibed because of that. Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, and then she became closer with the cast than I did, so. Really? You said, ooh, <laughs> homophobia again. <laughs> no, 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 Not, not Carly, know. not Carly, but, like, the rest of the cast. They're like, wait, they don't want to oh, be friends no. with me. <laughs> no, no. I wanted to know, mm-hmm. was there anybody that you reconnected with now that the reboot is coming out and you went viral on TikTok? Oh, my like, God. Like, is anybody from the set, like, reached out and you guys are now friends again no but they should have right i mean my campaign to get in that reboot has gone viral and for them to ignore me like this is it's rude it is rude it's really rude it's homophobic it's It's racist (laughs) all of it no all of it i would say like carly and i have rekindled our friendship and we're like lolling at everything going on Mm -hmm. because she still gets hate like randomly and we like we're we were saying that we should like watch the the reboot together and like live stream um the first episode and talk shit that would be so cute yeah we're campaigning for you guys to get on there <laughs> yeah we want redemption stories thank you so much yeah we're telling all of our listeners to yeah. like at nickelodeon at nickelodeon thank you so much get them on there or else we'll sue so. <laughs> hashtag justice justice, justice for <laughs> Jeremy, give him an antihistamine and put him on the show. <laughs> yeah! Thank you so much. Thank you. Literally, like him with his allergies under yeah. control, all grown up oh, and hot. Right. Oh Thank my god. So right? Nickelodeon. Be in your bag. Come on. <laughs> so did this role like kickstart your acting career? Did it like give way to different roles for you? Totally. Yeah, it definitely did. Like from there, um, after doing it Carly, like I was like, I did like an episode of Criminal Minds Ooh. and I did an episode of this show called Misguided and then I was like in the pilot of Eastbound and Down and like it was kind of like all this like you know things happening really quickly if like you know right after that it kind of like opened the floodgates a little bit yeah are you still acting so I like stopped acting at that time when I was younger because like a writer strike happened in Hollywood and like that time and so like a lot of stuff shut down I was like okay I'm gonna go back to Georgia and like go to school did all that was always like you know performing or writing on the side and then mm-hmm. uh it wasn't until I like moved to New York like four years ago that I was started doing like comedy so that I was like taking classes and like going to UCP which is the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York yeah and then I got on the team there and so I've been doing like sketch comedy yeah. and like comedy in New York and like writing so I'm definitely trying to get back to it in a yeah totally in a different way but like my POV on it is so different now too and like what I want to do is different so do you want to go into more like comedy and writing than you would acting in particular or are you open to like anything I'm open to anything but I think that like I'm a person who like wants to like I'm not going to I mean the realistic side of the industry is that like someone like me isn't the like the main character or the person who is like Mm -hmm. sought after right like that just isn't where we're at yet right there aren't like right multi-culti like queer people like very few right right like the roles for like gay people my age and how I look is like gay assistant number two and it's like right (laughs) I feel like for me I've been so empowered to like write my own stories and you know Mm -hmm. ultimately I want to like produce those stories and you know I can have a seat at the table because like it's my table yeah exactly and I had um I do improv at Second City Chicago and I had oh cool yeah I had an improv teacher who was like you know doing auditions for SNL and stuff and he was gay and he was Asian and we were like really gunning for him to like actually get on SNL because he was like really accomplished and then Bowen Yang got on and he he was basically like oh Bowen Yang is like a gay Asian guy on SNL that means that they're they're not gonna have two of us okay first of all 
I worship Bo and Yang. I love Bo and Yang. He's like guest on my podcast, Secure the Gag. I love him so much. Regardless, like, I totally understand that feeling. I definitely felt that way because you're like, oh, they already checked the box there. Like, what am I going to do? But then you look at SNL and you're like, wait a second. There are six straight white guys on SNL. (laughs) So why can't there be two gay Asians? Exactly. Like, Like, that's how it should be. Right. I think that's where he was coming from. (laughs) And it's funny because SSL has been on for <laughs> 45 years yeah but it's nice to see that people like Bowen are being hired people like Punky right. are being hired and you know they're dipping their toes in the water <laughs> yeah it's good because the industry is going in that way to hire people and to get that representation and everything but it's just sad that it's taken one so long yeah. and two that it's like the door is only slightly ajar it's not fully open yeah so like there's yeah. room for like one or two people if that right. to have those roles but then once those yeah. roles are full it's like there's no other room right for it. yeah and it's so easy for anything to think that like you've checked a box right. for that particular race and sexuality but for me, I'm like, I try not to think about that because it's like, yeah. you're writing, you're then submitting yourself to that and saying like, I don't have a uniqueness to me. That's all I am to offer when it's like, yeah. no, I'm like so different from Bowen and yes. like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. it's like, oh, cool. Bowen has opened the gates for people who look like me yeah. right. so that I can be the Bowen of a different show. Yeah. You know, I feel like you just got to stay positive and think about the good. That's awesome that you can do that. Yeah. So you said you've been working on, um, like, writing your own stuff for yourself. Mm. Are you working on any projects in particular? Yeah, I'm writing a movie right now that I would love to sell one day. (laughs) Uh, That's been, like, a really fun project for me. Um, I've, like, you know, writing pilots and stuff. So, like, that's kind of, like, been the journey for me. I haven't ever produced my own, like, short or anything. But, like, that's a goal of mine this year is to produce, like, a short. Um, So, yeah, those, those kinds of things that are exciting to me right now yeah are you doing like fellowship season yeah applying to all the fellowships and all the contests and all that kind of stuff too same let's put it out there we both get it (laughs) there you go manifesting for the two of you guys (laughs) but is there any projects you'd like to plug i know you have a podcast yeah i have a podcast called secure the gag where i talk to queer comedians about their projects bits and jokes like i said bo and yang is on the podcast so we talk about his work on snl and how he got to snl Mm -hmm. another episode that's coming out is with ryan o'connell who is the creator of special on netflix so talking to him about special um uh, you know, just talking to different queer comedians and uh, people in the industry, and it's been really fun. So if you have an interest in queer comedy, come on over. <laughs> I am queer comedy. Yes, come listen. <laughs> Other than that, like, I'm always posting dumb videos on my Instagram or my yes. TikTok, so you can follow me at Nathan K. Pearson. You heard it yes. here. I did want to go into your podcast, so I did want you to plug stuff. No, Natalie, let's let's go yeah, there. Yeah, let's go there. Let's do it. Um, I listen to your podcast, Secure the gag. Thank you so much. Here's my plug for you. I listened to your episode with Matt Bellisai, and first of all, uh-huh. I love him. <laughs> and it was really good, and it's I know, right? such a good insight. One, to be able to talk to all these queer comedians and people in the queer community to see how they've broken barriers and how they've gotten into their spaces. But also just, like, having a fun, like, chit-chat with them. Like, it was just such a fun time. So, 
is that like one of your favorite things to do is that like do you do you like being able to talk to a lot of people How yeah well kinda... thank you so much like I I feel like that's that yeah. you, you hit the nail on the head like it really is me having conversations with people who I like really like and whose comedy right. I look up to and I feel yeah. like so much of how you and like you know people like us who like want to like you know get to their level it's like you talk to them and like okay so like what was your roadmap Mm -hmm. how can I emulate that in my way and I feel like that's what my podcast has been is very much so like me getting into people's work and projects and being like oh like that's really cool that's inspiring how you're thinking about that um I want to do the same or I'm a fan of that person and like that's something I didn't know and right yeah I love talking to people and yeah that's been my it's been a really fun thing yeah. to do how long have you been doing it oh yeah it, it launched um last November so I'm, I'm not, it's not it's really new oh wow uh, but it's been really fun and fulfilling that's awesome I was gonna say do you think that that's been like a good networking experience for you too like have you gotten any um opportunities from talking to people on your podcast yeah I feel like it's just like a great way to like make organic relationships with people um right you know like we're doing right now like yeah uh, it's it's, it's just you know it's talking to like nice people and being like oh they're great like let's be friends and And support each other and figure out what you're doing Mm -hmm. and all that fun stuff yeah yeah I really feel like working in entertainment it's it's not doable without other people I feel like collaboration is so key Mm -hmm. and I was like a writer before I started doing stuff at Second City and it was so stifling like not having like a community of like other improvisers to like you know try to like bounce things off of but especially during this time right now I feel like it also came out of a time of a necessity yeah because like I was a really part of like the UCB in New York and like I was there like every day and I had such like friends Mm -hmm. there and and going from that to like nothing and then you're like oh how am I going to make relationships yeah and even just feeling like you're doing things like also do you feel this is probably just me I feel like I lost my improv chops <laughs> because I've just been <laughs> been not like flexing right. them uh, yeah it's a, it's a it's a, it's like exercising it's a muscle yeah truly well I just admitted that I forgot how to yes and so no it's gonna come back so <laughs> oh god I hope yeah I am not the improv queen so I cannot relate to that no I've yeah. been teaching her improv games and she's good Aww. I try I don't know if we asked this before I know you were joking about being on the reboot but if they did ask you to be on would you go back on oh of course oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I don't think they would ask now because I've trolled them too hard but right hell yeah are you kidding hell yeah i mean if they know what's good for them they would capitalize on the clout that you've accumulated oh my god trolling them right and have it be a bit not to like brag but my tiktok has like six million yeah and trisha paytas duetted it which i can't believe cersei didn't bring up because she's a huge trisha paytas fan Uh, trisha paytas follows me back (laughs) cersei is shaking right now literally she's shaking stop (laughs) shut I'm dying. I'm upset. I know she's problematic. She's my problematic queen. Same, same. She's my problematic fave. But she's in an upswing right now where she's like, Yeah, she's, she's doing learning. better right now. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Big, it was a big, the big day when that happened. Well, congratulations. Just so on the Trisha Paytas follow. Yeah. yeah. All that said, like, I, I, I want that moment where I, like, appear on set and it's like, you know, that, that audience background noise was like, ooh. Yes! And then like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey, bitch. Like, what's, what's the tea? <laughs> My allergies under control. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, My allergies gone. My pocketbook, full. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, very, 
very loud, very loud. Booked and busy. I need this for Germany. <laughs> I think we're going to get everyone to harass Nickelodeon yeah. until you get your bag from them. Thank you so much. We got this for you. Of course. Somehow, our, like, 1,000 <laughs> followers will make it work. <laughs> no, this was so, this was so fun. And you, got, you both are so cute and fun. And oh, thanks. thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We love you too. So we're glad that you joined. Well, like honestly, thank you so much for doing this. This is Stop. so fucking dope. Yes. You are oh so God. cool. This was amazing. I hope you guys get more cool people and you thrive. Thanks. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I wish we could say the same to yeah. you, but I think that you're doing way better than us. So congratulations. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> Trisha Paytas follows me and I'm done. Like you're royalty. Yeah, we can't say that. So we, we cannot say that. DM her and tell her to follow us. I so. know. No, the truth is, I DM'd her, being like, "Oh my God, Queen! Like, uh, what's the what's going on?" And she like didn't reply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did you why did you follow me? Maybe she's getting around to it. She's gonna give a great response. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah she's got something in the works. <laughs> she's planning something big. But guys, if you don't follow Nathan, yeah. if you don't listen to his podcast, what the fuck are you doing? Go follow him on everything: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Yes. We'll link it all below. And that's that, folks. Period. Period. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Nathan. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The vibes are high. We are good. Inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit. <laughs> Precisely. Before we get back to Sam using her toes to type on a Blackberry, we have a mid-roll ad. Of course, Mr. Schneider got some good old feet in there. Of course. We have two feet references in one episode. We aren't even halfway through the episode yet. Jail. Jail for Mr. Snyder. <laughs> Jail. Arrest him. Arrested. We are going to start a petition to get Schneider in jail. <laughs> Please sign. It's on our website. <laughs> and we're sending it straight to the Supreme Court. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider will be arrested if we have anything to say about it. Rob Schneider. Throwback. <laughs> but the monitor comes out and a video with someone wearing a mask with their voice all distorted starts speaking. Jigsaw himself exclaims, I am the source of iCarly's technical difficulties. Can you do the voice? No, I'm not good with voices. Try it. Yes, you are. No, Try I don't it. know. I don't watch scary movies. Well, I, I really don't know like what Jigsaw sounds like either, but just try to do like his, his voice thing where he was like, I am the source of iCarly's technical difficulties. Just be mischievous. Okay. Jigsaw himself exclaims, I am the source of iCarly's technical difficulties. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! And Carly goes, well, knock it off! Sam asks who they are, to which Jigsaw replies, my identity is a secret. <laughs> it sounds like Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> and then... A lady in the background goes, Neville, come say bye. And, you know, well, knock it off. Okay, you tell him, Carly. That's exactly how you stop a hacker. <laughs> I wish I could remember. 
remember the name of those people that just got hacked and it's like in like every everything I've seen is like stuff about them easily getting hacked and I was like oh so and so should have said that the US government just got hacked by Russia not that long ago so I was about to say okay the US government Biden <laughs> should take notes on how Carly told off this hacker <laughs> it's the people who like were like the, the reason they got hacked was because it, it was like a link to pictures of boobs it was like someone sent them a picture of a busty girl and they were like, oh, click to see more. And like the guy clicked to see more and like this huge thing got hacked. What? That's <laughs> boobs single-handedly took down the U.S. government. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if it was the U.S. government, but it was something. I don't think so, but maybe let me make a joke. <laughs> oh my I wish everyone, uh, you got hacked, a very well knock it off. <laughs> Everybody take, the CIA is taking notes right now. <laughs> How do they spell knock? Is there a K? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Me, me and the CIA. <laughs> but Neville is revealed. He removes his mask and the voice filter and the kids threaten to tell his mommy on him again. But Neville reveals that his mom is going on a two month long cruise and his hopelessly confused grandmother, a.k.a. a bitch with Alzheimer's, <laughs> will be watching him. So he's untouchable. He says, I control iCarly and there's nary a thing you can do to stop me. Do you feel it, Carly? Do you feel the rue? You feel it? Find a new hobby because your web show is officially canceled by me. <laughs> Okay, okay. A two-month-long cruise? A two-month-long cruise. That shit has to be expensive. Why are all these kids in the fucking 1%? I want to go on a two-month-long cruise. That sounds amazing. If my kid was fucking Neville Papperman, I would spend all of my savings on going on a fucking two-month-long cruise. <laughs> and she just leaves him with his grandma was Alzheimer's. She's like, good luck, bitch. <laughs> She's like, fend for yourself. <laughs> Alzheimer granny. <laughs> Maybe she's hoping that some, like, severe negligence will take place and she won't have this fucking little Fruit Loop as a kid anymore. <laughs> when she comes back, Neville is just fucking dead and she's like, oh, thank God. I don't have to deal with that queer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the grandma's dead, too. So it's like, no mom, no son. It's like win-win. Freedom! Win-win for her. And she got a two-month-long vacation. What else could she ask for? I respect her. She's in her bag. She's about to not have to pay for this Alzheimer bitch anymore. Or her son. You know what? Girl boss energy. Girl boss energy. The original girl boss, Mrs. Papperman. Period. We love her. Love it. Also, just to just to clarify, since nobody on the iCarly show knew what nary meant, and, you know, me being my illiterate self, I just wanted to clarify that nary is a fancy way of saying not, for those of you who didn't know. And to go off of that, I hate, hate when people use big words just to use them. I was talking to this guy. You don't really do it. You you mansplain things to me, but you don't but you, <laughs> but you don't use big words just to use big words. At least not really big words. Well, I think I overexplain things because I want people to overexplain to me. Yes. Because I don't get things. Does that make sense? Well, it's fair. I know I also overexplain. So we just do it to each other. It's just crazy because I know I do it and then seeing you do it, I'm like, wow, this is what other people feel. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've never been more 
close to suicide than this moment. <laughs> anyway, I'm anyway, gonna kill I'm moving myself. on. I'm moving Wait, on. is it really that annoying? No. Wait, can I? Uh, are you just talking about on the podcast? Because if I overexplained you on the podcast, I'm probably just doing it for the sake of the recording. I know. No, it's mainly on the podcast. Okay. Uh, mainly. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna kill Stop. myself. Can I move on? We said we were going to start fresh. We don't want to ruin the vibes. Don't ruin the vibes. I'm not mad at you. I'm so upset at myself. (laughs) I'm deeply upset at myself. I've just been told that I'm like the worst person ever and it's just like a personality trait. It's like, oh my God, I said I do it too. And then you said I noticed it in you and I thought, wow, this is how people see me. Kill myself. Anyway, continue. (laughs) I hate when people use big words just to use them. I hate it. 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 I was talking to this guy one time a while back. Don't worry, Cersei. It was not recently. And he (laughs) used all of these fancy words for no reason. And I straight up stopped talking to him because of it. Like, I was like, no. It's so elitist. Like, it just fucking say not instead of nary. Like, no. There's no reason for it. You're not writing a fucking thesis. Just say not. It's so fucking annoying. That's my rant. Agreed. Fun fact, the first known use of the word nary, which as Natalie just said, is just a fancy way of saying not, but it's typically joined with an A or an an into nary A, which means not any. The first use of it was in 1746, and the last known use of it was December 1st, 2007 by Neville Papperman (laughs) on this episode of iCarly, because why the fuck did he say that? Similarly to what you said, I asked the question for what and for whom. And here, here's what you said. You said that you hate when people use big words, just use yeah. big words. My take on it is it's not even elevated vocabulary to make him seem smart. It's simply archaic. It's an archaic mm-hmm. word that people don't even well, use. Fuck him. No one understands it. Just have him speak Latin at this point. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It, it doesn't even make him look smarter. It's just like speaking old English for no fucking reason. He said, thou shall nary the day. <laughs> <laughs> thou shall you... You should. Thou shan't. That shizn't. That sh- wasn't. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is that Snoop Dogg thing about Christmas, where he narrates the Christmas yes. story, and he's like, "Twas the nizzle Towards before Christmas." This is like, like the eye curly verse language, like where. I feel like Star Wars has their own language. Like we're gonna have our own yeah. language on this podcast. <laughs> We now have to use shizn't and nary and thou. Thou must know, tis the first canceling in pop culture history (laughs) executed by Neville Papperman himself. But I thought this was really funny because he said this before the word canceled was used colloquially to mean what it does now. So he literally just meant it in the same sense of like, your show is canceled, like our Carly is canceled, it's off the air. (laughs) But it translates into like, I'm canceling you, LOLOL. I remember the exact experience that happened like on (laughs) Twitter.com where someone did something and people started joking about them being canceled like a TV show. But I, for the life of me, I cannot fucking remember what it was like what started the word cancel to be used as it is now neville papperman it was it was all started when people started rewatching iCarly. <laughs> neville papperman started it you heard it here first don't fact check he was the blueprint i mean the pink print <laughs> i spoke to jay the other day he's still a kingpin <laughs> cersei x raps x really good at soundcloud.com that's the branch of her cersei x sings x really good <laughs> it's the cersei x universe <laughs> XXX Cersei on. Oh my god. No, okay, sorry to sorry to bring the vibe down just a smidgen. 
But in the background, you can see his wall of computers, and on one of the screens, it's flipping through various pictures of Carly and, like, iCarly and stuff. And this is terrifying. Like, this is absolutely obsessive, stalkerish. Like, this is terrifying. Men are terrifying. Men are scary. And the fact that this is just, like, in the background, like, no big deal. Oh, and then the screen next to it is, like, a bunny. It's like, oh, yeah, look, you know, just, like, a bunny, you know, so cute. And then a fucking crazy stalker. (laughs) I'm gonna murder somebody, like, right back to back. I have to take down all the photos of you that I printed out and hung around my room real quick. Um, hello, 911, please. Somebody follow the screen murder right now. Men are scary. Yes. Men are scary. Nary a scary man. Never. Thou never. Thou shouldn't seen a scary man. (laughs) Nary had a woman felt safe. Okay, but they can't figure out how Neville is hacking them. Carly makes the executive decision to stop by Carly until they figure this all out. Boo. Then, of course, Spencer runs out and he exclaims, the plain white tees are going to be on iCarly next week. Woo. The kids are so sad, though, so emo and sullen. And Spencer goes, guys, calm down. Which was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. It was perfect delivery. It was. The kids explain that they can't do iCarly because Neville's hacking them. And Spencer goes, Neville? That evil little maniac that makes great tapenade and tried to kiss Carly? When he said that evil little mm, <laughs> I thought he was going to say a slur. I fully thought this man was deadass. Going to say the slur <laughs> towards little people. And I was about to cancel Nickelodeon. Before, when I was reading your comment about this, I was like, what is an M slur? I was like, literally the only word I could think of is motherfucker, which is a curse. But I didn't read your full comment like I didn't read the full comment before (laughs) writing it and then I was like oh yes that makes sense (laughs) is this like me on twitter when like a new slur drops and I'm like alert alert new slur dropping Okay, slurs are bad. Let's agree. Yes. But like sometimes people on Twitter are like, oh, like the words dumb and stupid and idiot are slurs. And it's like, yes, they probably derive from like uncouth beginnings. But I think we've dissociated enough from the original word where if no one knows what it means, if no one can say, hey, that hurt my feelings. If you have to look in a history book to figure out why you should be offended by something, it might not be that offensive. But like people will be like, oh, yeah, the I slur. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? What? And then it's just the word idiot. And I'm like, bro, I'm so sorry. That's literally what I thought you did here. That's literally what I thought you did. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, did she make up an M slur? Am I missing some? Am I missing a new slur that was dropped that I missed? Minion! Minion is the M word! Don't fucking say it in front of me! Minion is a slur. That is a slur. We hate minions here. I actually love them. I love the relatable mom minion memes. I'm like, oh my god, haha, yes. <laughs> I've just been informed at gunpoint that I have to say that minions are cool and fun and awesome and it's a-okay if you like them. Yes. Now that we have uh, moved on from this definitely sponsored and not pointed at gunpoint statement. Big shout out to DreamWorks. Big shout out to the creators of Minions. Period. Big shout out to Steve Carell. I know him personally. (laughs) He personally paid me money. To say Minions is great. Yes. Freddy stands up and in his manliest of manly voices, he says, we're not canceling the show. Tell Tom we'll be ready. No, manly, manly of manliest. (sighs) We're not canceling the show. Tell Tom we'll be ready. (laughs) Yes! You sound like a super 
for you out. He messed with iCarly.com. We'll mess with Nevelocity.com. I think we know who is playing Batman in the new series. It's Natalie R. Collins. I already quoted Dark Knight, so I'm already in there. <laughs> he, he then explains his plan to sneak into Neville's house to hack him. And Sam goes, wow, Freddy, I like seeing you get all feisty. Girl, we know. We know. We've been knowing. This is the first time she says that she likes anything that Freddy does. She is like, finally, this man has grown a spine and a set of balls and is standing up for us. And I am capital H horny for it. And I am not afraid to say it. I was going to (laughs) say she's ready to suck them balls, but I was like, they're 12. I better back off. I better back off. But still saying it. Me saying that I was going to say it and then stop myself from saying it, even though I did say it. It's fine. It's fine because you're acknowledging it. It's better than me just saying it. Exactly. It's a little more self-aware. No, it's fine. It's fine. This is all jokes. This is all jokes. It's fine. (laughs) Nothing on this podcast is meant to be taken seriously. Everything here is meant for comedic purposes, satire, etc. Freddie responds to this with, That's the Freddie way. And Carly goes, I thought the Freddie way was a toasted bagel with grape jelly. And he goes, That's the Freddie breakfast way. (laughs) (laughs) This was legitimately so fucking funny. Like, I was dying. That's the Freddie breakfast way. Like, this is such a good joke. He said, No, Carly. I have different Freddie ways. That is for breakfast. This is for dealing with fucking weirdos hacking us. And it's like you, Nathan Krez's like delivery is perfect because you can see Freddie like much as I did earlier when I was thinking of the national anthem, like the gears were turning in his head <laughs> as he was like, fuck, that is the Freddie way. How do I differentiate it so Sam doesn't think I'm a bitch? <laughs> you two are one and the same. Technical producers, gears turning. It all makes sense. You said that my grammar lesson with Cersei was worse than tech time with Freddie. It was, period. We we are now at Neville's house and Neville leaves in a suit holding a suitcase. Carly sneaks in through a window. Sam waltzes in from the kitchen eating tuna tetrazzini and Freddie descends from the ceiling attached to spy cables and the Mission Impossible theme song starts playing. <laughs> but then <laughs> he can't get out of them obviously because he's a fucking nerd. So he has to narrate <laughs> Carly and Sam through the technical stuff. This pissed me the fuck off so much. What is he hanging from? How did he get in? Because unless this is a one floor house with no fucking attic, there's no physical way. Put him in the harness. (laughs) Like, this makes no fucking sense. What is he dangling from? What is it? Like, how did he get on the roof? I don't know. Is that... Like, there has to be, like, a skylight that opens up somehow that he could fit through. But why would a window on the ceiling open that bit? Mid-busted, I guess. This happens in industrial buildings and movies because they have, like, really huge, like, ventilation systems that people could crawl through and hang from. This is a household in Seattle. I'm sorry, but this was so fucking funny to me. This pissed me off. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I'm sorry. This was so fucking funny. Like, this is so extra. This is where we differ. Like, it's like the tears of level where it's like Sam, (laughs) Sam, Sam, not a fuck in the world. Like, Carly, she cares, but is she going to go the extra mile? No. And then Freddie is like, I am in love with you both. And I will do anything 
for the two of you <laughs> because you guys are my only friends. So yeah. I am going to do this. And I guess that this is truly like, like I've said it before, like it's funny how like real writers like work on these shows. And like when I first started like comedy writing, I was sort of like, why are like real comedians like writing on kid shows? And why am I going to apply to hater. be a fellow at Nick? But I no, I mean like this is like quintessential heightening, like rule of three, you know, you heighten it and then you, and then you do something crazy. You completely subvert. And it's like, it's like, it's iCarly is like a mastery of comedy in a way that normal people just won't understand. <laughs> she said, I'm an elitist comedian and you plebeians just wouldn't understand this humor. After shitting on how many episodes of iCarly now <laughs> unfunny this? I used to be an elitist. You're like, no, this is peak comedy it is this is amazing it is i've never seen anything funnier than this because before i was like why why do people want me me and i'm the funniest comedy writer on the block who's unemployed i was like why would i apply for a fellowship at nickelodeon and now i see that like really talented people work there and they have Uh, good jokes she said i love dan schneider he is so talented this is me trying to get hired on the reboot. Put me in the writer's room. I would love to walk a mile in his shoes and him take me under his wing. I think he would rather walk a mile with, like, my foot in his mouth, but. <laughs> okay, Benji. <laughs> <laughs> While poor Freddy is stuck in these cables, Sam, like, spins him and he starts freaking the fuck out until Carly stops it and you know what I don't blame him because I would probably throw up like I don't know how he didn't throw up that is like nauseating I thought that looked fun okay it's it's fun if you like want to be spun but if you don't want to be spun why wouldn't you want to be spun that'd be the only reason I'd get in there I don't want to be spun you don't want to be spun no I don't want to be spun do you get seasick no do you get carsick Eh, sometimes Did you like the tire swing growing up? I never had a tire swing. At the park? Oh, yeah. You didn't have a park? I did go to parks. I did go outside. Oh, you were allowed outside? Yeah, occasionally. Have you ever seen the sky? No. Sunshine? Hmm. Okay. Neville's base of operations. <laughs> I hated that. Why did he call it that? I don't know. Sam goes, I used to rate geeks on a scale of one to Freddy, <laughs> but I think Neville just broke that scale and Carly calls it a nerd cave. Watch out, Freddy. Sam is moving on to her new geek obsession, Neville. <laughs> she was like, oof, I'm getting hot and heavy. She was like, oh, Lord. I thought he was gay before, but now... <laughs> sexy (laughs) while freddy is hanging in there granny comes in and thinks freddy is a spider and starts whacking him with an umbrella carly and sam run out to save him and when granny asks who the hell they are they yell your personal trainers and start (laughs) manically guiding her through a workout and then they all escape while granny is counting her squats two three W. (laughs) Like, either my standards for comedy have severely dropped low, or this episode is genuinely fucking hilarious. No, it's hilarious. No, it's it's hilarious. Because I just 
think we remember when we first started watching iCarly, it was not a lot of laughs from either of us. But then once in a while, one of us would seriously laugh and we'd look at the other one and be like, did you just laugh at iCarly? And it would be like a little embarrassing moment. But I find myself lolling through every episode now. Yeah. Well, it's because the more you watch it, the more you appreciate the humor. So then when you rewatch it, it's so much funnier because you're like getting back into what the humor is. But like the first time you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) One of the like funniest things. Is the fact that like when Granny comes in, Freddie Freddie closes his eyes as if him closing his eyes somehow camouflages him to where she can't see him. It's like if I can't see her, she can't see me. Yeah, I was like, okay, genius. You got her. He like freezes and then closes his eyes. If I don't move, if I don't radiate fear, she can't smell me. Grandma's a shark. (laughs) Like, literally. And somehow Granny can distinguish that the girlies are humans, but not that Freddy isn't a spider. Well, they're on the floor. He's dangling, dressed in all black. Oh, so yes. Anything anything up is a spider. Anything down, human. Yeah. Anything above, spider. Hey, Granny's batshit crazy. She does not (laughs) abide by our laws of visual interpretation. You're right. I can't rationalize what she's thinking. I have no idea. Poor senile grandma. Someone get her in a home. <laughs> yeah, she's just watching Neville. Like, what? like this is child abuse. Like, straight up. Like, like, like Mrs. Papperman should go to jail. This is elder abuse. Elder, elder abuse, abuse and, and child abuse. abuse in one home. Yes. When she went and grabbed that umbrella, like I genuinely <laughs> was like, I was like, oh my god. Like, yeah, beat the shit out of him like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh harder at iCarly than I do at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. Take that SNL. Take that Pete Davidson. Write notes. Take notes on iCarly. If I ever get an audition, though, forget I said this. <laughs> but we are back that at the That laugh was like, now. you're not getting an audition. I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. All I know is pain. No, just kidding. I expect nothing but the best of you. And I hope you get on SNL one day. And I'll be cheering you on when you do. Thanks. Anyway, we're back at the Shea apartment now. And... <laughs> Freddie is set to crash Nevelocity.com. Spencer is picking out his socks for the big show, and the gang is feeling good. The socks he's choosing between are blue stripes with golden pineapples and aqua socks with fuchsia palm trees, both of which light up. And Carly suggests he wears one of each, and he goes, That's brilliant! Look at you! Thinking outside the socks. (laughs) Then dies at his own joke that nary a single soul was laughing at. Okay, lies. I laughed at it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I was the one soul. Okay, see, two souls that laughed at it. Two souls. Not in his universe, though. This is so pure. Spencer's so excited. He wants to look his best for his fave little band and his fave web show. And he values Carly's opinion on his outfit. I thought it was so pure. I love him. Of course, Neville's site does not crash. Instead, Freddy's computer crashes and Neville pops up on Carly's desktop and proclaims that he is winning. The gang asks why Neville is doing all of this while he's on Carly's desktop, to which he responds that it's because Carly refused to kiss him and then put top knot in his face. I cannot with this fucking shit. He didn't even mention the fact that she got him in trouble as being one of the reasons why he's upset. No, he's just upset because she turned him down and then defended herself. Like, his fragile masculinity was so hurt 
by the fact that Carly didn't want to kiss him and then got him in trouble for sexually assaulting her, that he stalked her for the last month or so, literally has multiple pictures of her in his room and has decided to try to single-handedly ruin her career. This is so sad. This is so sad. They're just like making light of it. Like, oh, obviously he would do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like something that like men do in the real world. Like whenever a woman turns them down or tries to expose them for their like wrongdoings or misconduct and it's so fucked up. It's really normalized that like you're just gonna bear the brunt of like men's vendetta against you once you reject them because it's like they don't respect you when they're going after you. Right. So it's like when you reject them, it's like, oh, I'm not even gonna pretend to view you as a human. I'm just gonna be vengeful. Yes. It's just insane. Insane. Scary. Scary. Mental illness, isn't it? Fragile masculinity, isn't In it? it? Although Sam and Freddie are hesitant to continue. <laughs> Although Sam and Freddie are hesitant continue. <laughs> are you good? <laughs> oh, I'm having a stroke. Hello, 911. <laughs> Even though Sam and Freddie are hesitant to continue iCarly, Carly says the show must go on. It must go on. It must go on. <laughs> they begin the show and Sam goes, I'm Sam, but before Carly can introduce herself, the show hard cuts to Neville in a brunette wig. In a horrid girly voice, Neville goes, And I'm Carly! (laughs) This was so fucking funny. Every time, I watched this episode three times, every single time, it got me. (laughs) And once again, Neville is a fucking baguette. He's a fucking queer. Get his ass on Drag Race. He wants to do drag. He is the original television drag queen because RuPaul's Drag Race season one aired in 2009. So Neville was two years before the trend. He is the inspiration for Drag Race. The inspiration, the blueprint, get him on there, all stars, season six, what are we on now? Five? Something like that. (laughs) Either way, get him on there. Also, I like how the history of drag queens starts with RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, that's it. No drag queens before that. There was nothing else before then did neville throw the first brick at stonewall i think so honestly i'm about to update the wikipedia page maybe not the first no but at least the second the first was definitely a woman of color it was a trans woman of color but i think neville was the second brick at stonewall yeah historically accurate queer history everybody as long as we're talking about Stonewall and Drag Race, I think it was Derek Barry who was asked what happened at Stonewall. Oh, no. And he was like, people died. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. I fucking hate Derek Barry. <laughs> Every look is just Britney Spears' realness. Do something different. Okay, I'll do Britney Spears from a different era. I'll do Britney Spears' not realness. <laughs> fucking please are we gonna do a rupaul podcast next absolutely the effort that this child puts into trying to ruin this web show he went out and bought a wig he probably googled how to lay a wig and everything (laughs) (laughs) and like what do his viewers think of this aren't they supposed to be like super like highbrow viewers and not know that he's a child and then they see him on this web show like doing some stupid fuck ass shit like what the hell yeah it was like a whole plot point that like they were expecting like a big dapper man and then it was a child and they were like what the fruit yeah and now he's like in a fucked up wig he said face reveal check (laughs) neville hijacks the show in his lazy ass carly dragon starts singing while playing the piano and he sings a parody of old mcdonald 
had a farm where the lyrics are just like, my name is Carly and I have a really shitty web show. Those aren't the exact lyrics, but that's basically along the lines of what was going on. I beg for a crumb of creativity from (laughs) Neville. A crumb. A crumb. He has full reign of the iCarly webcast and this is what he has decided to do. Boring. Yawn. Think of something better. Come on, you fucking idiot. Sam would have come up with some wild shit if the tables were turned. That's true. She would have turned this show around. But no, we just have this stupid ass fucking old McDonald's song. (laughs) I hated it. Sam is about to beg Carly to just let them not have the show to spare themselves being humiliated like this, but Carly urges them to wait. While broadcasting, a tactical unit busts into (laughs) Neville's house, including another dude descending from the exact same place in the ceiling that Freddy came from. (laughs) Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Freddie cut a hole out of the ceiling <laughs> and just left it there. And this dude used the same hole. <laughs> and the tactical team is like, let's use it. I mean, it's already here. Might as well. Let's work for us. <laughs> <laughs> Neville is genuinely fucking terrified. He's like, <gasps> my pearls. I, I genuinely laughed at this. This was fucking hilarious. I did not expect this. <laughs> Uncle Roger comes in donning a red beret in his service uniform and shuts Neville up before he can even start to whine. Whine? More like ask for a warrant. Know your rights, people. Does the military need a warrant, though? Because the military can do crazy shit. I think so. Because I feel like the military is always like, we're the United States military. (laughs) We don't need a warrant. Fuck you. I feel like I've heard military people say that directly to my face. I don't know. I just assumed that they needed a warrant. I guess that I never um, have been SWAT teamed. You know, what's that? Isn't there like a, isn't there like a fucking prank where you can call the SWAT team on people? That does not sound like a prank. That sounds like attempted murder. No, there's a prank that you can do that. I forget what it's called though. Oh my God. Is it like where you call in a bomb threat on your friend and then everyone involved goes to jail? But yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some prank where you can like call the SWAT team on people, which is fucked up. I forget exactly what the line was, but he was like, do you have a... And then he was like, shut the fuck up, pretty much. So I was like, oh, he was going to ask for a warrant. I thought he was going to say, do you have any idea who, who I am? That sounds oh. more like along what Neville would say. <laughs> Nickelodeon said, we do not want the people to know that they do have rights. We want them to think that they don't have rights. Yep. We work for big military. Period. Could you imagine a full-blown colonel in the military going into a home to a harass and scare the shit out of a child as a favor for another child? Like, okay, yes. But this has got to be against some kind of law. He was just like, yeah, sure, Carly. I'll just go in and scare the shit out of a fucking child for you. It's also being live streamed. Yes. And they're just like, here are our faces. We are like violating yes. the Geneva Convention. The Geneva Convention? <laughs> Geneva. Did I say Geneva? Yeah. Evil Geneva. Evil Geneva. But no, I could not imagine a full-ass colonel coming into my house and pointing guns at me. <laughs> I'm so tired. What's the name of the um of the mascot for Popeyes? Is it Colonel Sanders? <laughs> please, please, she's <laughs> holding me hostage by this word. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is impressed as fuck by Carly and is like, uh, "You called the military in? <laughs> Not the." Uh. <laughs> she moaned. She's like, "Yes, bitch." That's what Sam was doing. She was like turned on. She was like, "All this power and force and she assertiveness." Said, Ooh, oh, oh my Lord. god! All my oh crushes my. are finally getting some fucking balls and standing up for themselves. <laughs> and Carly was like, 
I don't play around. Yeah. Discussion question. Is Carly Shay a fascist? Yeah. We knew that because the, the show is called iCarly and not anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so she is a straight up dictator. <laughs> Neville's computer equipment gets confiscated by the military militia that just entered his house because his hacking is a direct violation of the Internet Security Act of 1983. The other military men are just seen carrying out Neville's computer hardware. Uncle Roger threatens to place Neville under arrest if he does doesn't comply. This is a real act, which is described as prohibiting the accessing of a computer without authorization, which means that when I stuck out of my bedroom at night to go into the computer room to play Club <laughs> Penguin while my mom was asleep, I was, in fact, in direct violation of the Internet Security Act of 1983. So, Daddy Roger, arrest me. <laughs> I was going to make a legit comment, but that's so fucking funny. <laughs> It's a real act, except it wasn't introduced until 2000, and the act it amended, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, wasn't passed until 1986. So... Wait, really? Yep. Oh. Ooh, myth busted. Ooh. Ooh, scary. Ooh. Internet security. I can't believe that I literally have to be in jail right now for so many different reasons. I will not bail you out. I used all my bail money to bail you out last time. So you gotta you gotta chill out just for like a little bit so I can save some money back up. I'll just orange just the new black it. I'll have a good time. Okay. But don't get a prison wife because I will be waiting for you. I'll stay singy. I'll see you on the other side. However long it takes, I'll wait for you. Wait for me. I'll we wait can for touch you. touch between the glass. Through the glass. <laughs> So romantic. Neville begs Uncle Roger not to arrest him because he's just a young boy, to which Uncle Roger confusedly responds, boy, and touches Neville's hair. Neville then (laughs) takes the wig off and says, I'm a boy. Trust me. Again, Uncle Roger with the toxic masculinity. A boy can have long hair. A boy can even put a wig on if he so chooses. Uncle Roger. Rude. I thought it was kind of woke because if, like, it looked like someone who was assigned male at birth was, like, trying to present as female, he'd be like, all right, I'll go along with it. Because he was trying to present as female. He was trying to present as Carly. Actually, when you put it that way, maybe he is woke. Maybe he's so, you know how you're, like, (laughs) the accidental left? Wow, he just did, like, a political 360, 180. Political 180. Yeah, he pulled a fast one on us, that's for sure. But also, the trust me made me think that Neville thought that they were going to, like, strip search him or something to check that he was a boy, and it made me really uncomfortable and sad. Oh, I took that trust me as, like, he was like, people think I'm gay. People think I'm queer. So (laughs) my mom questioned if I wanted to be a girl when I was younger, but I was like, no, mom, I just want to be a baguette. That's what I took it as. He was like, I've questioned my sexuality, I've questioned my gender, and I've come upon this knowledge. We love the analysis. This is this is what iCarly is all about, is taking the plot and dissecting it with a fine-tooth comb. Through the lens of queer studies. <laughs> this is why I would like to thank our sponsor, the University of Illinois' Queer Study Program. <laughs> Uncle Roger says, I'm not going to place you under arrest. Instead, they put Neville in the harness and hang him from the ceiling while Uncle Roger grabs the camcorder and films Neville squirming and makes him apologize to Carly. Then he puts the camera in his face and says, now call yourself a weenie. And Neville screams, 
I'm a weenie! I'm a weenie! <laughs> while dangling from his bondage. This was the most <laughs> fucked up thing I have ever witnessed with my bare naked eyes. This is the worst fucking OnlyFans shit I've ever seen starring children being filmed by an adult. I hated it. Give me my money back. I don't want my subscription anymore. This is worse than one that Ariana Grande impersonator sent all of her followers a little <laughs> private sexy video and then it was like her flashing them as a child. This is so fucked up. I did not sign up to see this. Someone hasn't heard of that. I There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I, just, I think that's too much to deep dive into. Let's move on. <laughs> Uncle Roger says that they should all go out and get some sushi, which word, sushi's great. And Neville starts begging them to let him down before they leave. He literally, like, grabs onto a soldier and, like, suctions himself to him and is, like, <laughs> pawing at him as the soldier just walks away as if Neville doesn't even exist until they're all gone. And Neville is just dangling there live on the iCarly web feed. I'm not gonna lie, I did LOL at Neville grabbing onto the dude and then just swinging back when the guy walked away. Like, he kind of fucking deserves it. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> but I still can't get over the fact that a full-blown colonel in the military just tortured a child, humiliated him, and then left him there alone on a live web show. Live. They have no idea if this child is alone in his house or when any kind of parent or guardian will return, and they just left him there hanging for who knows how long like he could die i was like at first i was like there's no way this is legal there's no way this is anywhere remotely accurate but then i started to think hmm the military can literally do whatever they want to cops to the fbi and even the cia because the military has their own judicial system they do so like if you get put under arrest by a military officer you're not put under arrest you're put under military arrest and it's a completely yeah. different thing i was just thinking that like maybe like the military could do this on a live stream for everyone to see and like no one would be able to do anything except for the military because like cops cannot arrest the military they can't it would have to be dealt with internally. And if the military wants to save face and say that this was warranted and that they had a reason for it, they could. They could be like, yeah, this kid was fucking violating those acts. So we punished him for it. What if like this started like a whole protest? Like what if iCarly, this web show, started like a revolution? No, literally. I put in full caps, military brutality check. I think that anyone watching this would have fully been like, wow, this is really fucked up. And I think that we need to protest all military action henceforth. I mean, I know I would. I would too. I want to know, what is the protest situation in the iCarlyverse? I don't know. Clearly non-existent. They're all rich conservatives. <laughs> Not Spencer. No, not Spencey. He is a little liberal. Spencer's a leftist. I believe it in my gut. I, I believe it too. Sam definitely would have voted for Trump as a joke. No, no. She would have voted for Harambe. <laughs> I hate that that is so accurate. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Freddie cuts the stream from Neville and switches the webcast back to the girlies. They introduce the plain white tees. Tom thanks Spencer for saving his life and then compliments his hardcore sock game. Spencer then shows off his socks for everyone to see. And of course, he doesn't have any shoes on. No, we can see the curves of that foot. <laughs> The arches. Mm, yeah. So defined. Sam maniacally runs and hugs Tom before he starts performing. And Carly literally needs to pull her away from him while she's gripping onto him so hard. And then 
Tom performs the breathiest version of our time now he has ever performed in his life. And it's like live music, known celebrities. iCarly is the new SNL. Pass it on. There you go. You don't need to be cast on SNL. Just be cast on iCarly. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Hey. Hey. Knock, knock. Dan had to get one last foot shot in there with Spencer showing off his socks with no shoes on. Of course. Gotta get it in there. Gotta make it three for one episode. Why not? Let's go crazy. Go crazy. Go stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it and then plug my SoundCloud. No, yes, I am. Go crazy. Go stupid. Cersei X sings X. Really good X. Really X. Good X. I'm going to say it. I was a little disappointed that they did not play Hey There, Delilah. A little. What's it like with you inside me? I'm just a few blocks away. Oh, my God. I know you want to ride me. Yes, you do. I'm done. I'm done. The fact that they didn't perform Hey There, Delilah should be considered a crime. It should be. I know it's because Hey There, Delilah is sort of a slower, sad song. So they probably wanted something more. No. Even if it was a less famous song. It is their song. It is their song. They are on the show. They they reference Hey There, Delilah in the beginning of the show. Therefore, why would they not sing Hey There, Delilah? It's a crime. It's a crime. It is a crime. If you're not going to sing it, why did they why did they reference them? The Plain White Tees, known for their popular song, Hey There, Delilah. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, plain white tees. It's probably because they w- they went on the show to not have a one-hit wonder. That's the only thing I can think about. So they were like, oh, we're going to play our new song. Well, fuck them. Yeah, fuck you, plain white tees. Fuck you, plain fuck white you. tees. Go back. Dub in Hey There, Delilah over this fucking bullshit-ass performance. They're, like, going hard at this, like, poppy-ass song. <laughs> and it's just like, Hey There, Delilah, I'm like in New York City. Like, Okay, what the fuck was Sam, like, fangirling and, like, hugging him for? I, I want to know, he's not that cute. No, we went over this. He's not. He's ugly. The bassist and the guitarist are right there. But she's also a lesbian, so she's just like, oh, he's, he's the front, he's the front man. She's performing. Yeah, you know, everybody loves a front man. Yeah, very true. I deadass thought that the guitarist on the right-hand side was the guitarist in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, who just wordlessly stands around and hardly has any lines. And I looked it up. And it is not him. Uh, not even close. Completely. Nary he was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so sorry to this man, but the harmonizing between this guy and the lead singer is actually fucking atrocious. The singing is breathy, like so fucking breathy. This is not actually live. Like, could they not have shot another take? If this was SNL, career over. Over. It's live on iCarly. Like, is that were they trying to go for that realness? That like, oh yeah, this is really live, so they're gonna suck a little bit. No, but they sucked a lot. Like, it truly was bad. And the fact that they didn't even have like they didn't sing their most popular song at the time made it so much worse. Because at least if it was their most popular song, people wouldn't care as much because they just love mm-hmm. the song so much. But no, it's not. It's a song that not as many people know, so people are going to be paying attention to the song. And then you just fucking butcher it. Canceled. You should have sang "Hey There, Delilah," idiot if you were gonna sing that bad (laughs) and then after this really it's not even mediocre it's it's bad after this bad bad performance the episode closes out and sam is screaming yes 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 (laughs) like so passionately like for what and for whom and for why she had to put on the performance she had to really like sell it to everybody i was just like who 
I was going to say, who paid her to do this? But Dan Schneider paid Jeanette McCurdy to do this, so. Mm-hmm. Because of this episode, I researched the Plain White Seas a little bit, and I found out that in 2018, 12 years after its release, the Plain White Tees were in collaboration to turn Hey There Delilah into a television show. What? Yes, turning a pop song 12 years after its release. A pop song that they didn't even want to fucking perform on iCarly <laughs> into a TV show? Into a TV show. That's crazy. Insanity. There are dozens of articles <laughs> talking about this in 2018, but none of them mentions like the name of it. And I was sort of thinking like, oh, does that mean that it flopped? And then I looked it up and it seems like it's still in pre-production. And the whole reason that this happened was because the lead singer of the Plain White Tees, who is not Tom Hiddleston. Or Tom Holland. Yeah, or Tom Holland. None of the other Toms. None of them. Wrote the BFF song for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. That's a bop. And Michael Barra approached him after and was like, I was so impressed by the BFF (laughs) song on the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Because it's a bop. I would be too. (laughs) That he wanted to collaborate with him. The Tom dude who isn't Holland or Hiddleston Hiddleston. was like, fuck yeah, let's make a TV show about Hey There Delilah. And he wants to set it in Chicago because he's from Illinois. And uh, can I get cast in it despite everything I've said in this (laughs) podcast? I'm very pro Chicago. Tag tag Cersei in this this random TV show, guys. Tag me and not Tom Hiddleston's posts. I don't know what to say about this. That's so I wash my hands of this episode. That's all it that's the last of it from me. Well, that's that, y'all. We're into the post-credit video. <laughs> and the girls are saying to check out the iCarly website for exclusive content you can't see anywhere else. And I was planning on making an OnlyFans joke here, but then I got some deja vu and I started thinking. <laughs> Because this seemed really familiar. And this post-credit scene is the same exact post-credit scene video from episode 8, I Spy a Mean Teacher. They literally took the same exact video, just a different cut of it, with slightly different dialogue, and that's it. The only difference is that after they say, go online to iCarly.com, Sam says, with a computer, and then Carly says, yeah, that's the best way to get there, and bah! is also added in there too, obviously, because they have to be weird. Otherwise, it's literally the same. Like, same like same video, same outfits, everything. You thought you were slick, Dan Schneider, huh? Trying to bamboozle us like this? Well, I caught you, bitch. You can't pull a fast one on me. So, fuck you, Dan Schneider. She said the B word and flipped off the camera. You guys, I'm scared. I'm going to jail. I'm so scared. Everything in this podcast is a joke and shouldn't be taken seriously. You can be my jail wife. We'll be in jail together. Aw. Hashtag Alex and Piper. (laughs) (laughs) Except they both kind of (laughs) suck. Yeah. We both kind of suck. I am blonde and you're brunette, so. So. We're halfway there. We are halfway there. Ooh, we're halfway there. Ooh, gonna be in the jail. What did you say? I said living in the jail. <laughs> I said gonna be gay in jail. <laughs> that was pretty close. Almost a mind held. <laughs> wow, our minds. Well, that's the fucking episode. That's the fucking episode. Gentlemen's, non binaries, gender non conformings, goblins, and everybody in between. Teachers, firefighters, 
office administrators, salesmen, spokespersons. And not Dan Schneider. Not Dan Schneider. Not Dan Schneider. Just kidding. Dan Schneider, if you're out there, I will stop harassing you on this podcast if you Venmo me $1 million. And with that, I just want to say a special sexy thank you to the Pod Babe of the Week. Pod Babe of the Week. At the Yakub Shekup. <laughs> just kidding. I made his name Polish. At the Jacob Shakeup. Jacob spelled with a K, not a C, on Instagram. Pronouns he, him, they, them. Same bitch. I'm a she, her, they, them. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a full-on vibe. Jacob found our podcast while searching for an iCarly podcast, as one does. As one does. And within a week of finding us, he Mm -hmm. has promoted our podcast on Miranda God's Grove's account. (laughs) And even on Facebook, when a friend of his shared something related to iCarly. That is some baller-ass behavior. Baller behavior. And that is something only non-binaries like myself can accomplish. There's just something about being an NB that makes you superior to everyone else. And the Jacob shakeup just lives up to that expectation. Also myself. Mainly myself, I would say. Yeah. But also the Yakub Shakub. (laughs) But we love to see shit like this. Keep sharing the podcast with your friends, family, even your enemies. Anyone who will listen. Enemies. Frenemies. Whoever. Lovers. Lovers. Exes. Enemies to lovers. Oh, that's just us. (laughs) But (laughs) make them at gunpoint purchase a weapon and hold it against their neck. And tell them that they have to leave us a five-star review or bad things will happen. Very bad things. Terrible, terrible. We, we will put them in a harness, like, <laughs> like Mission Impossible, <laughs> like the military did to Neville in this episode, and we will live stream them calling themselves a weenie if they do not leave a five-star review to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can call me Colonel Cersei. <laughs> and Colonel Natalie reporting for duty. Sir, yes, sir. Thank us for our service. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. (laughs) Thanks for being such amazing fans. We love all of you guys. Tune in for next week's episode where we rewatch I Promise Not to Tell. And we hope that you rewatch it with us. Bye! Don't forget to head to iRewatchIcarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchiCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E disclaimer all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy which includes but is not limited to satire parody and critique and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed